Book 4, Chapter 5 of A Class Book of Old Testament History. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by J.L. A Class Book of Old Testament History by George Frederick MacLear. Book 4, Chapter 5 The Great Festivals. Exodus 23, verses 14 through 17, Leviticus 23, 1 through 22, Numbers 28, 16 through 31, and Deuteronomy 16, 1 through 16. The great historical festivals at which all males amongst the Israelites were required to appear before the Lord were, as has been said already, 1. The Passover, 2. The Feast of Weeks or Pentecost, and 3. The Feast of Tabernacles. 1. The Passover. The original institution of this festival has been already noticed. The directions for its yearly celebration are given in Exodus 23, verses 14 through 17, Leviticus 23, 5 through 8, Numbers 28, 16 through 25, and Deuteronomy 16, verses 1 through 8. As in Egypt, so now, on the tenth day of Nisan, or Aviv, corresponding to the close of March, or the beginning of April, each paschal company, which might not exceed twenty or be less than ten, was to select a lamb or kid, a male, of the first year, and keep it till the fourteenth day. If pronounced by the priests to be free from blemish, it was to be slain between the evenings in the court of the tabernacle, and its blood poured round the altar of burnt offering. It was then, after being flayed, to be taken to the house where the paschal company intended to assemble, to be roasted with fire, whole and entire, without the breaking of a single bone, and to be eaten with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. The festival lasted from the 14th to the 21st of Nisan, and during this period nothing but unleavened bread might be eaten, and all leaven was to be carefully removed from the house before the 14th. The daily sacrifices for the nation consisted of 1. A burnt offering of two bullocks, one ram, seven yearling lambs, accompanied by the usual meat offering, and 2. One goat for a sin offering. Thank offerings, called by the Jews Haggagah, might also be offered by individuals during the festival, especially on the 15th, the first day of Holy Convocation. Compare Leviticus 7, verses 29-34, Second Chronicles 30, verses 22-44, and Second Chronicles 35, verse 7. On the 16th, the first ripe sheaf of barley was to be brought into the sanctuary, and there waved by the priests before the Lord, and at the same time a yearling lamb was offered with a meat and drink offering. See Leviticus 23, verses 9-14. Till this sheaf had thus been waved, and this offering presented, no produce of the now ripening harvest, whether bread or parched corn or green ears, might be eaten. Joshua 5, verses 11 and 12. 2. At the end of seven complete weeks from the 16th of Nisan, the second day of unleavened bread, commenced the Feast of Weeks, Exodus 34, verse 22, and Deuteronomy 16, verse 10, or of harvest, Exodus 23, verse 16, or of first fruits, Numbers 28, verse 26, or of Pentecost, Acts 2, verse 1, from the Greek word for the 50th day. The passages bearing on it will be found in Exodus 23, verse 16, Leviticus 23, verses 15 through 22, Numbers 28, verses 26 through 31, and Deuteronomy 16, 9 through 12. 
The festival lasted but one day, which was kept with a holy convocation. Its distinguishing feature was the offering of two leavened loaves, made from the new corn of the now-completed harvest, which, together with two lambs as a burnt offering, were waved before the Lord. The special sacrifices, in addition to the daily offering, were one young bullock, two rams, and seven yearling lambs as a burnt offering, with the usual meat and drink offering, and a goat for a sin offering. But thank offerings might, as at the Passover, be made at pleasure by individuals. The character of the festival was preeminently an expression of gratitude for the harvest, which commenced with the offering of the first sheaf of ripe barley at the Passover, and ended with that of the two loaves now presented and made of the newly ripened wheat. In its festive joy, the manservant and maidservant, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow were to share with the freeborn Israelite, who was to be reminded of the bondage in Egypt and his obligation to keep the law. Deuteronomy 16, verse 12. 3. The Feast of Tabernacles, or of Ingathering, Exodus 34, verse 22, was so called as being, one, a feast of thanksgiving for the completion of the ingathering of fruits and of the vintage, and two, as commemorating the dwelling of the Israelites in tents during their wanderings in the wilderness. Leviticus 23, verse 43. The chief passages relating to it are Exodus 23, verse 16, Leviticus 23, verses 34 through 43, Numbers 29, verses 13 through 39, Deuteronomy 16, verses 13 through 15, and compare with these Nehemiah 8. It was celebrated in the autumn on the 15th of the seventh month Tishri, and lasted seven days, of which the first and the last were days of holy convocation. It was the most joyous of all the festivals. During it, the Israelites were commanded to live in tents or booths of green boughs of the olive, palm, pine, myrtle, and other trees with thick foliage. Nehemiah 8, verses 15 and 16. The burnt offerings were more numerous at this feast than any other, including, besides the sacrifice on each day of two rams, fourteen lambs, and a kid for a sin offering, that of seventy bullocks, thirteen on the first day, twelve on the second, and so on to the seventh, when seven bullocks only were offered. If the festival fell on a sabbatical year, portions of the law, chiefly Deuteronomy, were read each day in public. Deuteronomy 31, verses 10 through 12, and Nehemiah 8, verse 18. The most remarkable celebrations of this feast were, one, at the dedication of Solomon's temple, 1 Kings 8, verses 2 and 65, and two, after the captivity, Ezra 3, verse 4, and Nehemiah 8, verse 17. Later festivals were, one, the Feast of Purim, or Lots, instituted by Mordecai to commemorate the defeat of Haman's machination against the Jews, Esther 3, verses 7 through 15, and 9, 24 through 26. It began on the 14th day of the 12th month Adar, and lasted two days. 2. The Feast of Dedication, to commemorate the cleansing of the temple after its defilement by Antiochus Epiphanes, Daniel 11, verse 31. Established by Judas Maccabeus, it was kept on the 25th of the winter month Chislu, December, John 10, verse 22, and lasted eight days, being distinguished by the offering of many sacrifices, a general illumination, hence its name, the Feast of Lights, and other rejoicings. In Scripture, 
Dates are often fixed by a reference to the seasons or productions, Numbers 13.20 and 2 Samuel 21.9. The following table, therefore, is here given, in which the civil and sacred months, their approximate English equivalents, the various annual feasts, and the chief features of the seasons are combined. It is assumed that Aviv, or Nisan, answers to April. See article month in Smith's Bible Dictionary and Angus's Bible Handbook, page 270. Calendar chart. First month of the sacred year, seventh month of the civil year. Aviv, or Nisan, which means green ears, 30 days. Exodus 12, verse 2. Approximately April. Passover celebrated on the 14th. First fruits of barley harvest presented on the 16th. Fall of the latter or spring rain, Deuteronomy eleven fourteen, floods, Joshua three fourteen, harvest, barley ripe at Jericho, wheat partially in the air. Second sacred month, eighth civil month, zif, which means blossom, twenty nine days, first Kings six verse one, approximately May. Second Passover for those who could not keep the first, celebrated on the 14th, Numbers 9, verses 10 and 11. Barley Harvest General, Ruth 1, 22. Wheat ripens. Third Sacred Month, Ninth Civil Month, Sivan. 30 days, Esther 8, verse 9. Approximately June. Pentecost, or Feast of Weeks, celebrated on the 6th. Wheat Harvest. Summer Begins. No rain from April to September, 1 Samuel 12, 17. Fourth sacred month, 10th civil month, Thamuz, 29 days, Zechariah eight nineteen, Approximately July, no festivals, hot season, heat increases. Fifth sacred month, 11th civil month, Ab, 30 days, Esther 7, 9, approximately August, no festivals. The streams dry up. Heat intense. Vintage, Leviticus 26.5. Sixth sacred month. Twelfth civil month. Elul, 29 days, Nehemiah 6.15. Approximately September. No festivals. Heat still intense, Second Kings 4, verses 18 through 20. Grape harvest general, Numbers 13.23. Seventh sacred month. First civil month, Tishri or Ethanim, thirty days. First Kings eight two and Second Chronicles five three, approximately October. Feast of trumpets celebrated on the first. Day of atonement celebrated on the tenth. Feast of tabernacles. First fruits of oil and wine celebrated on the fifteenth. Leviticus twenty three thirty nine. Seed time, former or early rains begin. Joel two twenty three. Plowing and sowing begins. Eighth sacred month. Second civil month. Bull, which means rain. 29 days. First Kings 6.38. Approximately November. No festivals. Rain continues. Wheat and barley sown. Vintage in North Palestine. Ninth sacred month. Third civil month. Chislu. 30 days. Nehemiah 1.1. Approximately December. Feast of Dedication celebrated on the 25th. 1 Maccabees 4, 52-59. Winter. Winter begins. Snow on the mountains. 
tenth sacred month, fourth civil month, Thebeth, 29 days, Esther 2, 16, approximately January, no festivals, coldest month, hail, snow, Joshua 10, 11, eleventh sacred month, fifth civil month, Shabbat, 30 days, Zechariah 1, 7, approximately February, no festivals, weather gradually becomes warmer, twelfth sacred month, sixth civil month, Adar, 29 days, Esther 3, 7, and Esther 9, 27, approximately March, the Feast of Purim celebrated on the 14th and 15th, cold season, thunder and hail frequent, almond tree blossoms. End of Book 4, Chapter 5